everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. I am Christy Porter of Vector Global Logistics, and this is another episode of the Logistics with Purpose podcast series. Um, and today I am excited to have a co-host here, Nuria Sierra, who's also on my marketing team. So Nuria, how are you? This is the first time we get to host together. Yes, I know. I'm really excited to be here with you today. And well, I'm really looking forward to have a, a chat with Grant, with I the know. special guest. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. So I'm excited that we get to co-host together and um we get to have a guest on that I've been wanting to have on for quite a while. So I'm really excited for us to chat with Grant as well. So let's welcome Grant, who is the founder of Cause Artist, whom I have been a fan of for quite a number of years now. Welcome, Grant. How are you? Good. How are you doing today? Good. This is so fun. So we have, uh, I'm here in Atlanta, Georgia. Nuria is in uh, Bristol, UK, and you are in Amsterdam in the Netherlands. So we have a really <laughs> wide ranging show on a lot of fronts today and so perfect for uh, your global audience as well. So this will be a lot of fun to um, for our audience to hear more about you and to hopefully represent the cause artist uh team and community really well too. So thank you so much for being here. We're excited. Very, very excited. I'm glad we could finally do this. Yes. <laughs> okay. So Grant, could you tell us a, a little bit about your childhood and where where did you grow up? Yeah. I grew that up is not in... a Netherlands accident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well I actually grew up a little bit near you, Chrissy. I grew up, I was born and raised in New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh. Uh so it's in the southern part of the United States, very very hot and very warm and, and humid during the summertime. Uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a, you get, you grow up very fast uh, when you, when you grow up in New Orleans, cause you see a lot of different things. Uh, there's a, there's a, a lot of different aspects of, of the city. Um, it's, it's very dynamic and it's racial diversity. It's economic diversity, a lot of good and bad things, of course, like any city has. Um, but you really grow up quite fast and, and you see a lot of things at an early age when you grow up in a, in a city like that, that has a, a bunch of different things going on. Uh, so that, that's kind of where I started and kind of, you know, looked at the world from that perspective for, for a long time, uh, was growing up there. Fantastic. So it sounds like that shaped you, um, a lot and kind of set you on the path that you're on now. So looking back, is there a story from your childhood that really shaped you or, um, you know, having the hindsight that you're able to look back and you see how it kind of led you to where you are now? I think there's, there's many, I think that we can all point to. Um, but I, I grew up playing sports and I grew up playing basketball. That was my first love in life. And in doing that, anybody that grows up in, in playing sports from a young age, you know, on for, for a while, you're so sort of embedded in that sort of culture. And it, it does bring a lot of good aspects in it, um, you know, camaraderie and you get lifelong friendships and you learn about, you know, teamwork and adversity and, and wins and losses. Uh, I did not have a great attitude and I was not good at losing. So I had to learn how to lose, uh, you know, very, very respectively, graciously. Uh, but part of it becomes is diversity is what sports really brings into it. I mean, you have, you know, white, black cultures come together. If it's mostly any sport, it might be different religious backgrounds and, and certainly different economic backgrounds. Um, so, so growing up, it was, uh, it was interesting because we traveled a lot and played in a lot of different areas. So we saw a lot of different cultures in different parts of America, but, but coming home, the thing that always 
has pointed out really struck me when I was a kid. And I really didn't realize it until as I got older um, was that, you know, we played basketball in the front yard a lot and I would go to practice and uh, our team I was on, I was the only, uh, you know, white individual on the team. So, you know, that was, that was an interesting experience, but like when friends from the team would come over, you know, we'd have some dinner and, and we shoot outside in the front yard. You know, my mom came out one day and she was like, she came up and she was like, hey, do y'all want to go in the, in the backyard and play? You know, and I was like, the backyard is like a school. We live behind a middle school. So mm-hmm. I like my mom's telling me I can jump a fence. I mean, we're pretty. I mean, we're 14 probably. So you could jump a fence, go illegally play in, in this middle school. Right. I was like, sure. Like it's a whole full court. Like we have all kind of fun. I was like, this is great. And, you know, I didn't know at the time, but uh, our neighbors across the street had a Confederate flag that that was that was in their front yard. Right. And, and both of my friends came over were African-American. And so, like, we as kids, you don't really know that too much about like what that aspect means. And, and for my mom telling us, you know, she was looking out, obviously, for, for everybody involved. Right. She she was kind of looking out for for all of us and, and just kind of, you know, didn't want anything big negative to happen. But that really stands out just because that that goes into a lot of different areas of, of when you understand what, what, what that means and what that happens of like, what else does that mean from an economic point of view, you know, from a diversity and racism, it's just everything that goes into that affects everything in our lives, you know, whether it's a political system, whether our business system, everything. So that always kind of stuck with me as like, you know, things are different. People think differently. Um, And, you know, no matter where we are uh, in the world, people are always going to think differently and cultures are going to be different. And to to really just, you know, not demean people or or tell people that they're good or bad, but is to have conversations like we're having now. And, you know, so my mom talked to me about, you know, the reasons for that sat us all down and talked, right? Like that was amazing, you know, knew more than, than I did. You know, my friends who, who were there, they were like, they're like, yeah, no, we understand, you know, like they, they got it because they understood it, you know, got treated a certain way in certain parts of their life. So that was eye-opening, you know, for me, but, you know, going down the, the line, you know, that always stuck with me is we always just have to open our eyes and, and discover different cultures and, and let people in and, and how do we solve those problems, right? And I think a lot of what I've learned throughout my life is that business can solve a lot of problems. It can solve cultural problems. It can solve economic problems. So that's kind of really what I what I've kind of dedicated my life to with Cause Artists now is kind of having conversations and showing people how they can use business and you know even consumerism to to bring us all together in in a very odd way, but an impactful way. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. So if, if you could back in, in in time and talk to your old 21-year-old self, what personal or professional advice would you give him? Um, know that learning is going to be a very, very lifelong mm-hmm. journey and battle. Uh, that will never stop. And it, understand that you know technology is not a fad. Right. And I'll go back and say, like, this is going to be in your life forever. So learn about it, no matter what part of, you know, if you want to learn to be a software developer or just learn how to, to use the Internet. Right. Learn what that is and how it works. I would go back and sort of pound that in, into my younger self's head is that, look, this is going to transform the world and you better know how to use it. 
because if you don't, you'll be severely left behind. So that, <laughs> that is one thing I would definitely, uh, yeah. I, I would definitely talk to my younger self about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can never go wrong when you're still learning. Sure. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for catching us up a little bit on your, um, background. That was super interesting in new Orleans is a great city, but like you said, has every place has its pros and its cons. So it sounds like it shaped you in, um, for the good, for sure. Um, so I'd like to also talk to you, of course, about your professional journey and what led, um, up to cause artists. So what did you do before founding cause artists or like many entrepreneurs maybe did at the same time while you were building cause artists, but what did that look like before, um, it became the organization it is now? Yeah, I've done a, a ton of different jobs in my life. And, and like I said, I, throughout those odd jobs, I was always like learning how to use yeah. the internet and, and learning how to do different things. Cause if you don't have money to like hire people to do it for you, you have to do it yourself. So the only way to do that is to just learn it. So I just learned everything on my own uh, through all different jobs I had. And then I just did website design for, for different clients um, early on and kind of built out um, a small client base with that. Um, And, and my degree I ended up getting was digital media and political science. So that kind of, was really the foundation on, on try to how to use my digital media skills, but also look at how we can tell stories and design it well around topics that are not usually they're they're more made for like, you know, college professor like literature, right? Or like reporting that a university does, or like an analytics report that a company puts out. Nobody reads it. Um, <laughs> but as digital media moves forward, it, you can present content in a certain way. Um, so I wanted to kind of blend what normally was like boring issues or, or boring pieces of information and content and blend it with, you know, different, better design. Um, and that's kind of what I wanted to do with Cause Artists, kind of make it visually appealing and, and to showcase um, certain issues uh, of issues that, that we face in our society and, and maybe how businesses are helping to solve that. You know, usually, you know, peop- a lot of people aren't going to read these case studies and things like that. But if you present it in, in a different way, I think there's uh, more people and even younger people will be attracted to it. And maybe they read it and get some information and discover an education out of it. Um, so, so that was really, you know, what that degree helped me figure out and find out. And then just slowly just started building uh, more and more, you know, digital assets across uh, for companies and individuals. And I was like, man, I really want to do something on my own. So you know, started cause artists is very, very, uh, it was very, very small and just very like, what are we doing here? And it was based off of a lot of used to follow. So they used to have all these websites where like they would showcase the new shoes that were coming out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this would be, and this was like right at the point where like Tom's was just coming out and like Warby Parker. And there was some brands out there that were actually doing uh, products and brands uh, for certain causes. And I thought that was really cool. Um, and so I was like, well, what if you could take that same sort of blogging structure and put it into like, hey, what are the new uh, shoes made out of plastic bottles coming out? What are those or a shirt made from, um, you know, waste? Uh, and that was like really interesting. It's like there's different products being made uh, that have a certain cause behind it. And I was like, this is really cool that we can kind of now, you know, wear or buy and support 
uh, causes that we care about um, through products, right? That was really interesting to me. Um, so, so that's kind of the, the first iteration of it was trying to figure out how to blend all those different things together into what <laughs> cause artist is. Wow. It looks like you have had lots of inner creativity and, and, uh, and curiosity at the mm -hmm. same time. So um, for those who are unfamiliar with cause artists, could you tell us about your mission and your aha moments for launching it? Yeah, the, the aha, aha moment was, it wasn't really one moment. It was just kind of a culmination of like, I wanted to, I knew I wanted to build some type of hub around all these different brands and founders creating new companies and around how do we solve a social issue with our company rather than solving maybe, you know, a market issue, which usually most businesses are solving like a, a market-based problem where these founders and companies were really solving like social problems with businesses. So I thought that was a really interesting way to try to try to solve some of the stuff that we, that we have going on in our world that, that are negative. Um, and so I knew I wanted to blend some, something like that together. So I, I ended up kind of really creating a hub, a curation, if you will, of, of products and insights and interviews Um, from around the world, from, you know, founders, brands, and companies that are developing the next, you know, innovative, you know, products and technologies around solving climate change, solving poverty, solving education, solving mental health. So all these different aspects, um, we need business to, to really help solve them without, you know, business governments aren't capable of solving all these issues. So, Um, really looking at and, and just having a discovery engine and an edu educational engine, really, if you will, for people to come in and see what changes they can make within their life with their purchasing power of like, hey, how can I, you know, participate in solving homelessness through the products I buy? You know, well, you can buy from a brand that employs homeless individuals, right, to make, you know, their shirts or their socks or, or something like that. So, just helping people understand that their, their dollar goes a very, very long way. Um, and that spending that, that money properly can actually help solve a lot of the issues that, that we want to solve. Yeah, I think that's so true. And I think discovery is a great word for it. I was reading, um, I've been a reader, you and I have emailed back and forth over the years and I've been a reader mm -hmm. for a long time. And I was reading an article the other day and I was, it was like, 23 apps you can use to yeah. you know, change your everyday habits or whatever. And I was like, Oh, I'm sure I know a lot of these. <laughs> I pride myself on staying up on this stuff too. And I knew like two or three. So I was like trying to make notes of what I could go do mm -hmm. next because I was surprised at how many I hadn't seen before. So I think discovery is definitely um, a great word for cause artists. And it, it really is remarkable all the information that you've cultivated and Even more incredible, um, you've been read by over, your articles have been read by people in over 200 countries and territories, which is outstanding. So have you, you've been at this for a while now, have you been surprised how people all over the world have been drawn to these stories and, and what are some of the reactions that people have had along the way? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously wild when you, when you look at, um, you know, your back end sort of dashboard, and you look at all the countries and, and territories that you don't even know, right, yeah. that exist. I also discovered places that I even know exist in the world yeah. through, through that. Um, so, so it's really, it's obviously, it's really humbling, but it's also super motivating, mm -hmm. because that means there's an appetite for people around the world 
um, that want to do better, right? And want to discover more things and educate themselves on how they can participate in the global economy, like in a much better way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really been inspiring and humbling. And obviously, anytime I think you get feedback from from anybody across any economic spectrum or background or country or territory, it's empowering. You know, it really helps motivate me to keep going. Um, so yeah, I've had people reach out from everywhere across the world, and and it's been uh, it's been a really you know powerful experience to know that you know, the platform has helped people, whether it's like download an app that they never heard of or buy from a company that is solving a problem that they want to solve. And and that's, that's a big thing. You know, yeah. that's a, that's a, to me, that's a profound uh, moment that somebody took out of their life to like read something that I wrote, like that is significant to me, yeah. you know? So I'm always thankful and humbled when people reach out and, and say that, you know, they appreciate the platform and, and just keep going because, you know, as, as we all, you know, sometimes we all get down and, and we want to, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, maybe, maybe it's not for me. Maybe we could shut down the site and go do something else. But I always, I always get like encouraging messages that, you know, now I'll just never, it'll just, it'll just be like around forever. So, so it's, it's super important when I get that feedback. It's, it's really, it's really great. Fantastic. Amazing. So, um, uh, Grant, you also have the Disruptors for Good podcast and uh, have conducted over 600 interviews with social impact leaders around the world. Uh, who were a couple of your favorites or who has stood out to you? That's really difficult. Um, <laughs> it, it's hard to, it's hard because, you know, it's like, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, leave anybody out. Uh, a, a few that off the top of my mind is, and I really like truly am amazed by what these founders are doing is uh, Ruben Harris at Career Karma is building what I think is one of the most impactful companies in America mm-hmm. is essentially democratizing software engineering, right? So, you know, usually before you'd have to go to a, a university, right? And go to through a computer science program and pay crazy amount of money and get in debt to get a computer science sort of degree and then a nice high paying tech job. But what he's created is, is now basically anybody with a laptop can, uh, can take courses, you know, essentially software development bootcamp courses. So anybody can go from not knowing anything to within, you know, 10 months being a software developer and getting a high paying job. Um, and now we all can wrote work remotely. So there's, so individuals don't have to move now. They can work in New Orleans or Baltimore or Omaha um, and work for, for big, big tech companies or small startups and get paid, you know, an amazing salary that changes not only their life, um, but also their family's life. Um, So to me, that is such a, such a powerful um, company and, and mission that they are on. So I always encourage people to check out what what uh, he and, and Career Karma is doing. Another would be Maddie Apparel. Uh, my friend Haley started a uh, a woman's sort of garment company, mm-hmm. uh, and because she um, had some issues with domestic violence in her own family, and found out that underwear was the most requested item in women's domestic shelters because a lot of people don't uh, donate underwear, and you you know it it's so true when you think about it. You know, um, so she started a company where for every you know, pair of underwear you buy, they donate a pair to a women's uh, shelter. Uh, 
uh, around the country. And they've done some trips to Haiti as well. Um, but even more so than that, what she then ended up doing is actually training these women in these uh, domestic shelters and homeless shelters to actually learn how to cut and sew to actually make the underwear. So she's really created a whole life cycle of impact around um, job creation um, for, for individuals who, you know, might have to just have sort of careers that they don't want to have for their, for their lives, you know, or don't have any skill base just because, you know, when women are in that environment, they're, they're it's just very difficult for them uh, to achieve uh, what they want uh, personally. So like her creating jobs, giving back and also creating a beautiful product for consumers to buy just an amazing life cycle of impact. So I always, you know, want to shout her out. Uh, and then the last one would be my, my guy, Trinity in, in Uganda. Uh, one of the most incredible stories I've ever heard. He was a, uh, a street kid in the slums of, of Uganda mm. with, with really like no path and no future. Right. Until an organization like got him off the street and gave him a laptop. And that's, and now he's running not only a nonprofit, but also a for-profit um, technology hub in the middle of Uganda that support um, all the kids in the slums and the adults there with technology training um, around, you know, JavaScript or graphic design or website design. And then he has clients all around the world, goes back to our remote thing now. Now he can have a, a tech hub in the middle of the slums in Uganda that support companies in the, in the UK or in the Netherlands, the United States. Wow. but changes the entire landscape of that entire community, you know, dozens and hundreds of families, yeah. you know, based off what he has built. So like that, that stuff is, is really incredible. And, and I, I hope more people get to know who he is and what he is doing. But again, there's, there's so many uh, yeah. out there that are, that are doing amazing stuff like that. Um, but th those are the ones that are top of mind uh, right now, but I can go on for days. Yeah, those are pretty great. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's the Disruptors for Good podcast. So you've heard about three now, go listen to the other 597. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that must keep you going. That's kind of why we do this podcast as well as it, the stories just keep you going and people are really yeah. creative at solving big problems. Um, we also have a lot of budding social entrepreneurs listening to the podcast. So I'd love for them to have the opportunity to learn from you since we've heard about some of your successes. So um, what's something that a mistake maybe you made early on or perhaps last week <laughs> that you can tell us about um, that you've made while running cause artists that others can, can learn from that you would do differently? Oh, well, that's the easiest. The biggest mistake I ever made was like, I didn't even have like an email capture like the first three <laughs> years the platform was up so uh now obviously like looking back i was like wow that was really horrible that i wasn't even capturing emails <laughs> but i was so concentrated on doing the interviews and, and doing social and, and like you know anyway so <laughs> it's never too early to capture emails uh, i would say like getting the landing page up and capturing emails is the easiest thing to do so that should be anybody's uh first step yeah. uh but I would say it, it's the, it's the age old thing that, that I think we talked about earlier was like, always learn how to build mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, technology now is so available for everybody and a lot of stuff is free, yeah. you know? So like if it's an e-commerce site or if it's an email platform, like, you know, I, I'm one person that mm -hmm. does cause artists. So like, if I can do it, like there's 
a lot you can do just as one person. Um, So I would just learn uh, how you can have an easy technology stack that could really do what your company wants to do and just learn it, you know, take an hour out of your day to, to learn about different technologies out there that will help your business and just, and just build it and work and, and go from there. Cause unless you're going to raise money, you know, you're going to have to learn how to build certain things on your own. Um, and the worst thing you could do is, is hire somebody just cause they're cheap. Yeah. That'll, but it's going to be a really bad product probably, um, or not that great. And then that will look bad upon you and you lose early users. Um, So early on, it's always to me important of understanding how things work. So even when you hire a person, you understand like what you, what you need to ask them. (laughs) Because if you go in there with like absolutely ignorant to what you're asking, then you're, you're not going to ask the right questions and and somebody could take advantage of you and charge you a lot of money for inferior services. And that's happened to me often. And I was like, and it's happened to a lot of friends. Um, you know, so I always say, look, learn, learn at least a little bit the elementary stuff um, before you start paying people for mm-hmm. services, just because, you know, starting out, usually you don't have a lot of funds to, to waste. And uh, those early decisions matter a lot. So, so definitely learn before you, before you hire. What's next for the social impact space? And what trends do you see? Yeah, I think right now, I think it's, it's, climate and sort of fashion are, are like coming together in wild, wild ways, yeah. really from a material standpoint. Uh, yeah. There's so many crazy materials being made from like our garbage and plastics. Um, so, you know, shoes and jackets and shirts are being made from plastic water bottles uh, that are being prevented from going into our ocean. Um, or there's some companies out there that are actually nonprofits who are, taking plastic out the ocean um, and then making products out of that. Um, so that stuff is really, really interesting and starting to scale quite rapidly. Uh, and then there's, there's also a lot of things within the agriculture space uh, around obviously meat and sort of how do we perhaps not use as much meat in our sort of uh, food, food supply chain system and, and us as consumers, how to consume maybe less meat. Um, there's a lot of really crazy innovative stuff going on and, and using simple animal DNA to kind of just actually grow, um, you know, animal type meat, right? Which is crazy. So you will no longer have to kill animals to get meat. Really insane to think about, but companies are already doing it. Um, So regenerative farming and understanding how we can use these technologies to actually raise animals in a really healthy and sustainable way. um, And also use these technologies to actually grow animal meat um, rather than slaughter. So that's a really, really, really powerful thing and impactful thing. So fashion and agriculture are two really, really massive markets. So as they sort of shift into much more, uh, you know, environmentally friendly, so to speak, or just really looking at themselves as, as, as really massive sectors and say, hey, how do we be much more sustainable um, as, as businesses? And because consumers are going to want that. So they have to sort of shift their mentality and then technology is starting to catch up with what consumers want. Um, so agriculture and uh, fashion are, are two uh, industries that are shifting very, very dramatically right now, which is fun to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um, actually just attended a conference last week on sustainable and on sustainable companies and brands and 
all of those subjects you just mentioned <laughs> were front and center on the stage. So yes, absolutely. Um, completely agree with you. And it was neat to hear you reinforce that as well and to see people working in that space. Um, what about cause artists? What's next for you? I know you've been making some changes behind <laughs> the scenes and now about to be in front of the scenes as well. So what's going on over there? Yeah, I mean, just building out uh, much more of much more content around audio, um, and we're doing some some visual stuff around video soon. Um, but really, allowing more people to come on the platform and, and start their own podcast shows, mm. which is interesting, and, and and really use Cause Artist as more much more of a distribution platform okay. where other people can come and uh, distribute their own content that is relevant. Um, to the Cosars audience and ecosystem. Um, so really starting to, to branch out more where I am not doing all the content. I have, you know, much people around the world who are doing great things, want to contribute stuff. So developing an ecosystem where that's sort of easily done and, and, and much more efficiently, but definitely diving into audio much more, doing uh, much more, many more podcasts and different shows and different styles of shows and things like that. And then eventually video with uh you know live q a's and, and sort of live uh sessions and and panels and things like that around you know certain topics and stuff so really really interesting stuff and then some stuff i can't talk about but happy to come back on when okay when those things when those things come about i'm happy to, to share that sounds good well that's very interesting just to wrapping up uh, this session with us. So how can our listeners connect with you and with Cause Artist? Usually it's just at Cause Artist on every platform <laughs> you can imagine. Uh, so so that's the easiest way to do it. Um, me personally, it's just grant at causeartist.com. Uh, don't really do a lot of personal social. So I keep everything um, through, through the at Cause Artist handle. So I run all those. So if, if anybody wants to get in touch, that's that's probably the easiest way to do so. Um, so in causeartist.com, obviously. Fantastic. And the Disruptors for Good podcast, which yes. you have named. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go on there, um, read all the interesting articles, learn what creativity and innovation are coming out because it's really exciting. And, uh, and everybody will find something that they didn't know before. Um, so back to that learning curve and to keep growing and learning. So yeah, definitely a place to do that and a hub for that. Um, thank you so much, Grant. This was awesome. Um, so glad to be able to talk to you. So glad to be able to share your mission with more people and hopefully spread the word about other social impact companies and people doing good things around the world. So thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it and, and loved chatting with you. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was great. All right. And thank you so much for listening. Um, we hope you'll tune into the next one. We've got more great conversations coming up. So tune into the Logistics with Purpose podcast. Thanks so much, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks so much. Bye.